0: And that's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And well, we have a a lot going on. And uh, you know, there's a uh There's a lot of winning going on. A lot of trends are being set. I remember last week I was talking about shrapnel. Shrapnel debris. Laying all over the battlefield, and and I also wrote down in my notes something to the effect that the the, pro, the, the uh, plaintiffs or the prosecution or the attackers or the you know the the, uh, the establishment has presented their case has literally created the crimes, and their crimes are done now. They don't have any more crimes. I mean, they, they have a whole list of crimes that they're going to be doing, whether it's Middle East, crisis, conflict, whatever. They're, they're constantly, you know, blowing things up and killing people to distract. They're constantly creating diversionary tactics and trying to get your attention away from one thing. God forbid you get to the bottom of what's happening in Arizona. You know, nobody's fessing up. Nobody's going to admit. Not the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, in Arizona. Not the election vendor, Dominion. And not the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Which I believe is a Republican-leaning board, Maricopa Board of Elections. Is supposed to be a uh you know, a board that um leans right, but yet, you know, they lean as far right as say Cindy McCain would want them to lead, or John McCain or Jeff Flake, or any one of those rhinos that Arizona seems to have been producing. Or have they? Or were the, was it just a rigged election all this time? Where it was easier to get a Democrat rhino elected. That's uh, basically getting a John McCain elected. I think we're starting to learn a little bit about Arizona. And that maybe it's long been riddled with election fraud. And that it was just an easier boulder to push up a hill to get a Republican elected. You know, there's a lot of Republicans. Like I've always said, John McCain was this liberal or from Oregon that went to Yale, finished last in his class, you know, blew things up, gotten in a lot of accidents, did a lot of the bad things in the military. And... And then met up with a billionaires or a millionaires distributing uh, the, the family that distributed alcohol. And uh, that was Cindy McCain's family, rich royalty in, in in Arizona country. But if we're going to get you elected in a post-Barry Goldwater kind of environment, maybe maybe we need you to be a Republican. And so he said, well, I'm a liberal, but... It would be a harder road to hoe, especially without any name branding, in the early stages of McCain's career, that McCain, you know, finally got himself, you know, elected as a Republican, but in name only, in rhino, in name only. And so, as my father would say, Sino, right, conservative in name only, and Sino, um, So in any case, the situation there is that you wonder even what kind of uni party they have going on there and how corrupt it is. But no one is admitting illegally deleting files requested by the Senate auditors. So there's a lot of fraud going on here. And still they're going to find so many anomalies, I believe, so many problems, that it's just going to be a clear indicator that the election was a fraud. Trump released a new statement. He says, breaking news, new polling, and this is his quote, released it over the weekend. He says, breaking news, new polling by CBS By CBS News, if you want to add that word news, because I don't really believe that they are a news organization anymore, but breaking news, Trump says, breaking news, new polling by CBS News, on the state of the Republican Party, which is very strong, he might add. President Trump has a strong hold on the GOP. Now, we're talking about also in the wake of the Elise Stefanik victory and... The beatdown of Liz Cheney, right? (laughs) 80% of Republicans agree with the removal of Liz Cheney from the GOP leadership. And only 20% disagree. Trump wrote, the poll also showed that 67% of Republicans said that they do not consider Sleepy Joe to be the legitimate winner. Of the 2020 presidential election. I agree with them 100%, says Donald Trump, President Trump, our president. Just look at the facts and the data. There's no way he won the 2020 presidential election. So CBS reports on their latest polling 80%. Now I want to know who those 20% are because I want to kick them the heck out of the party. I want to kick them out. We don't want you. Start your own doggone party. Start it. See how you do. But I don't think that they're going to be pulling a lot of voters. This this 20%. And so then there was a question. It says, is Joe Biden the legitimate winner of the 2020 presidential election? And among Republicans... Sixty-seven percent say no. That number seems to be slipping, but that's a CBS poll, and I don't think it's you know when they when they look at Republicans, they look at the they look at the Lincoln Project and say those are all Republicans. They look at people like a John McCain uh, protege like Jeff Flake or Bob Corker or Liz Cheney or you know even the Ohio Governor Dwyer. You know, DeWine, they look at all these different types of people as Republicans. There's so many of them in Washington. We have to deal with them all the time here when we have these these, uh, events and things that Leonora puts on. All these different things. We're circled around them, man. It's just unbelievable. And it's amazing to see them talk out of both sides of their mouth. The Republicans are just as guilty. Well, no, I don't want to say just as because all of the Democrats seem to be in on the hoaxes, whether it's the Russian hoax, the Ukraine hoax, the impeachment, uh, blind eye to due due process. I mean, if they only looked at due process, they would see firsthand that any of those impeachment witch hunts were completely uh, biased, completely uh, void. Of any type of due process, there was not equal justice there. One side didn't get to really have a case, present a case. It was almost like it was a grand jury indictment where you can indict a ham sandwich. And still they failed because they got nothing. They had nothing and they still got nothing. But my bigger concern is this. And it's the main crux, uh, it's my main notes for the show. We haven't even gotten into it yet. But the main part of this show that I want to make a part is this whole progressive agenda that we are up against. Now, like I said last week, we had all this shrapnel. They've presented all their crimes. They've done them. They're done. They're complete. Election fraud Check. Russian hoax? Check. Ukrainian impeachment? Check. The whole mask thing, since beginning of time, since we started wearing the mask, if you were a person that listened to the Scott Adams show then, you would know that I said, you know, it's sad, but we live in a country where, and this was, But prior to the 2020 election, we live in a country where you're rewarded and patted on the back for wearing your mask. But if you are caught with a red hat that says make America great again, you're liable to be shot in the back, clobbered over the head with a crowbar or a baseball bat and maimed, tackled. You know, my father said something to the effect back then, a year and a half ago. He said, the reason why I don't wear a hat like that, I would love to, but, you know, he's 84 years old. Someone's able to attack him from behind. And he said, I w- I w- I w- they would have to kill me because, you know, I would hate to, to think of what I would do in retaliation once I get back up on my feet. And and the idea is, is that there's just a lot of peaceful people that went to the Trump rallies and rejoiced in American values. What were we talking about anyway? What was a, what was all the ruckus about? When we put on the Make America Great Again hat and went to a Trump rally, what were we talking about? We were talking about legal immigration as opposed to illegal immigration. That's all we were talking about. That's all Trump ever talked about. When he said, when you have open borders and law violators who are breaking the law, who are coming through our porous open borders, we're not getting their best. And in a lot of cases, we're getting terrorists. We're getting, in this case, now, after the escalator, we're getting virus carriers. They don't wear masks. We don't know if they're positive or negative on COVID. Yet, They want to tell you you can't go to church and they want to tell the taxpayer that they're going to get arrested and their houses are going to be raided. We've seen this in Canada and England worse than even in America where houses are raided. You know, we've been talking about this since beginning. You're rewarded if you wear the mask. You're looking out for your fellow man. But if God forbid if you wear that red hat, you will be attacked in the street and you had it coming to you. Because you're a racist. Wow. The double standards, right? So Robbie Swave actually came out with a really great little tidbit. He says, the mask is MAGA hat is the MAGA hat for the blue team. And that's exactly the way it is. So still today, even with the vaccines and the social distancing and all the mandates starting to drop off because. Uh, the left, that the liberals can't sustain the, the the losses that they're engaged in. You know why? Because they didn't know that the economy was going to tank. They didn't know that the jobs report was going to be twenty five percent of what was expected of them. They didn't know that inflation was going to be six times what it was when Trump was in office, and it's heading in that direction. They didn't know that there were going to be gas lines a mile long. Gas prices, uh, over $3 on average, and in some cases in Carolina over the weekend, it was 7 bucks a gallon. They didn't know that Jimmy Carter was going to be revisiting the, the White House. They did not know about the escalation in the Middle East and Hamas bombing the heck out of Israel and the Houthis causing more uprisings in Yemen, wreaking havoc on Saudi Arabia, wreaking havoc on Israel. And because Israel fights back, numb nuts like Erdogan, the guy who leads Turkey, a radical Islamic jihadi who's part of NATO, who was Barack Hussein's best friend, best friend, Barack Hussein's on record saying, he's one of the top five leaders I trust the most. Erdogan. Who basically, both of them, endorsed Morsi to destabilize and overthrow Egypt against Mubarak. And then after Morsi tried to rape and murder all of his opponents and his political opponents like liberals typically do, like Muslim Brotherhood typically does, And that's who he was part of. They're like street thugs. Well, both people that endorsed Morsi, Obama and Erdogan, decided not to recognize the new leadership of Egypt, and that was El-Sisi, a more pragmatic, Mubarak-esque kind of leader. And... So we, we see the Middle East going back to the way it was, almost as bad as it was in the 70s. In fact, people have said they've never seen 3,000 missiles go into Israel the way it has over the last five days. They've never seen this kind of violence. That's because Iran's heart is full of hate. And Iran supports Hezbollah, and Iran supports the Houthis, And Iran supports any conflict that helps destroy the existence of Israel. This is why Barack Hussein said ISIL instead of ISIS in Levant, Levant, not in Sham. He knew that he was talking about a region of land that either included or excluded the state of Israel. Meanwhile, we're only talking about about 250 days since what? The Abraham Accords, where UAE and Israel had a symbiotic relationship of respect and acknowledgement of statehood. And the Palestinians wouldn't get on board. They were waiting for more conflict. So you got this story coming out over the weekend about Associated Press. Well, it turns out that the Associated Press knew about Hamas sharing their building for ages. Like, it was never a secret. And all of a sudden, you know, their building gets bombed and they're like blaming Israel. Associated Press. But when Hamas was shooting fire rockets... From that building, just beside that building, to, to hit Israel and to kill people. Associated Press never, ever reported that news. They were too afraid. And when Hamas came into their offices and said, behave, they behaved. They didn't report that they were being extorted or coerced or threatened. Associated Press is a liberally biased news source that we depend on for accuracy in news. And they have failed their journalistic duties. They have failed their journalistic integrity. They have failed America. They're an America company. Associated Press, Worldwide News, a name you could no longer trust a name you can no longer trust. And it's sad because democracy depends on that fifth column, that journalistic integrity. You know, I actually wanted to get into journalism at one point because I saw that movie, All the President's Men. And I said, man, that is an amazing film. When I was young and naive, I thought, "Man, that is that is journalism." Why can't we have journalism like that? And come to find out that Carl Bernstein's a numbnut libtard, Bob Woodward, same guy, backstabbing President Trump any chance he got with his book, and Howard Dean. And I would just watched the movie Mark Felt. Mark Felt with uh, Liam Neeson played Mark Felt. Turns out that Mark Felt was the one who actually wiretapped on his own. He was found guilty of it in a court. He was the one that was wiretapping the Weather Underground and Black Panthers. It wasn't Nixon that was doing that. It was Mark Felt And his daughter was in one of those groups like the Weather Underground. His daughter, I think her name was Joan. And when Mark Felt died and when he was exposed, he was living with his daughter. But his daughter was a radical, liberal. And so was Mark Felt, who basically didn't get the promotion that he wanted and decided to actually Leak things to the press like James Comey did, like Andrew McCabe did, like Bill Priestap did, like Peter Strzok did, like Lisa Page did. So that FBI in Watergate was the same as the FBI we had in Russia hoax. And, you know, Hillary Clinton was on the Watergate commission and she was the financier of the Russian hoax, the Christopher Steele dossier, the Perkins Coe fees that actually subcontracted Fusion GPS and CrowdStrike. Somewhere along the way inside there is a murder of Seth Rich that was to be covered up through distraction because you could depend on the media to cover one story that you want and not the story you don't want. God forbid the media gets all over the Seth Rich case. That would have been a complete nightmare for the left. So they decided to razzle-dazzle and get people like David Korn and Michael Isakoff to circular report these things. Why do I keep going back to that well and always recycling that Because we should never forget it. Because it's the origin of where we are right today. Because Hillary Clinton was central to the thorn in the side of the Trump White House, Trump presidency. And it's the thorn in the side of the legacy of Trump. Because of the Russian hoax, and not even one day after that, the Ukraine impeachment, and all of this connects with Biden, and Hillary Clinton, and the corruption, and that connects with Deborah Burks, who was working with Maria Yovanovitch in Ukraine, using U.S. aid to Africa as a slush fund for redistributing funds up into Ukraine for God knows what reason. But we do know that you know during the Trump transition before he was president-elect at the time, on New Year's Eve, that transition period, there was Lindsey Graham and John McCain and Amy Klobuchar hanging out with Pornchenko and doing all kinds of business before Trump could ever get inaugurated. And it was only 10 days after Trump's inauguration that the, the attorney for the whistleblower that we're never supposed to know the name of, Eric Mella. Eric Mella. we're never supposed to know his name and his lover's name, Sean Misko, who worked for Adam Schiff, teamed up to wage a coup against our country. And they're rewarded as heroes from the Brookings Institute on down to the Atlantic Council. And these are the people that are now running our country. It's not Bill. It's not Joe Biden. It's it's the Brookings Institution think tanks. It's the NSA. It's the I mean, it's I'm sorry. It's the NSC, the National Security Council, connected with the CIA and the State Department, and the ambassadors and the foreign policy directors that handle the money distribution channels for aid and that aid turns into Greece lining the pockets of all the diplomats that are so handsomely rewarded for the kickbacks that they get with every green light mission they grant it's unbelievable folks And now we got this monster in the White House named Joe Biden who can't speak in complete sentences when he's not reading from a script. And even then he has trouble. And over the weekend he said something to the effect, I think it was Friday, he said something like, he does not believe that the jobs, even though there's help wanted signs everywhere, he doesn't believe that the aid from the government is impacting the job creation or the basically people wanting to go out and work. He doesn't believe it. He just doesn't see it in his numbers. And all of his economic advisors are just completely out the lunch blaming Easter for the poor dismal job numbers and the and the GDP performance. Well, it turns out that she was insinuating that Easter was in March and Easter was in April 4th. So... Basically, she lied. She made stuff up just to cover her tracks. She doesn't know what she's talking about. So Joe Biden said something like that. And I I thought about it and I thought, this is their plan. It's the Andrew Yang plan. Now, this is where it gets to the my top note of the day. And this is where I want to talk about leading up to how we got here. We got here through a lot of corruption, a lot of fake media, a lot of old, dirty tricks from Washington. And we're here. And we got this COVID exploitation. We got the vaccine situation. And we also have, uh, you know, the abuse of all these things. Why the draconian measures? Why is it that Andrew Cuomo is not... Lifting the mask mandates. Why Why do they set these schedules? Three weeks from now, we're going to be lifting. Why can't they just do it today? And I'm. Going, we have two important things to talk about today. One is where the argument is now couched. And it's a winning argument for the patriots. We're winning. We're winning with the shrapnel I talked about in the beginning. We're winning because we have all the evidence now. And now... The emperor has no clothes. The uh, villains have been exposed. The evidence is on the battlefield as shrapnel. And we are going to bust them wide open, one step at a time. Even Michigan has gotten on the Arizona bandwagon. And believe me when I tell you, I think when we expose the election fraud, even if it was the case that we don't even get Trump back in this term, We'll get them back in the next term. That's number, that's for sure. We'll get them back in 2024, but not just that. We're going to change election fraud forever. And trust me when I tell you, you could take it to the bank. This is times 10. This is not even remotely close to not being right. This is completely true. The Democrats could not win any seat. The Democrats could not win a race. I mean a statewide race. I should say a statewide race. The Democrats could not win a statewide race. Not one state in our country would they win if there was no voter fraud. I believe that. Now, I mean, that being said, there might be an exception because there are some really lousy Republican candidates. And there are some Democrats who aren't bad people. But with those exceptions, which is totally legit and normal, I don't believe we would ever lose a presidential election for the next foreseeable future. I can't imagine that. Or Senate seats. And a lot of congressional seats would be won. We would have two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, and we wouldn't stand a chance on losing the presidency if there wasn't rigging of the elections. And I believe Arizona is a hotbed for that. And I think that the unique goodness out of the whole thing is that they have a They have a Republican Senate that's willing to look into it. And Maricopa County, in case you didn't know, Maricopa County is the only county in Arizona that was using the Dominion machine that was called into question. So that's why Arizona and the Arizona audit is a prime candidate for basically uh, for America's audit. That's why they're calling it America's Audit, because where goes Maricopa goes the rest of the country. Or I should re, uh, perfect that statement and say, where goes Maricopa? Because it's a perfect model. It's the only county in Arizona that use the Dominion machines. All the rest use something else. So we know that's going to be where they won that state the state that was separated by the candidates by 10,000 votes on paper, I think you're going to be looking at a major landslide win for Trump. And it all centers on Maricopa. And where goes Maricopa County goes the rest of the country. And I think then every single um, state would have to revisit voter fraud. And that would probably, if they find real foul uh, foul play they will ban these machines forever and once that's done the democrats will never ever win a legitimately run election again not for the foreseeable future so the progressives though over the weekend biden was saying something to the effect we're going to you know, I'm giving you money, but that's not going to impact your will to work. And then it hit me. I was on a, uh, I'm getting back to the gym. Basically, I'm feeling good enough to where I was on an elliptical machine. I was watching this over the weekend. And, uh, I'm getting healthier, so that's good. Um, knock on wood, I stay that way. Um... And I listened, I was like, who is he to say, you know, control whether a person has a will to work or will to not work? And I thought, ha uh-huh. ha, Andrew Yang. What did he run on? Remember, he was the guy that wore the pin that said math. Remember that he was the guy that was proposing this uh, concept. And it's actually a very progressive, very modern very interesting concept that I don't agree with. I don't agree with it. But I actually had real trouble understanding it at first. And then I finally got to the place where I could understand it. And then I thought, wow, that would be, we've talked about this on the show like last year and even before the election. And the con- Andrew Yang's concept which is worth actually a a brief discussion, is interesting in that what he's saying is is that there's automation. And with automation becomes, you know, goes your job. So if you build a kiosk to make the burger, if you walk into McDonald's and you, you don't have a clerk, you just sort of, you know, put your phone up to the barcode and voila. Or you... Or put the order into your phone, you walk in, and in the kiosk, in a certain tray, is your meal, you know, or you swipe a credit card and the meal comes out. And there are these kiosks where everything is prepared for you, and it's done through a robot, and so you don't no longer have a line cook, you no longer have a clerk, and $15 minimum wage would do that. And you know what else controls minimum wage? Fair markets, free markets. But guess what? Because the government got involved in the vaccines and created such a demand on workers, and the workers are no longer affordable because they're getting money from the government, guess what that does? It's a twofer for the socialist progressives. It's a twofer for the Bidens of the world. It's a twofer for the Brookings Institution. You know what it is? It's that you can't hire somebody now unless you pay them 17 an hour because that's the only way you're going to get that person off the couch because the government made it almost impossible to afford that worker. That's number one. So this COVID pandemic vaccine BS has actually had a winning ticket. It was a winning ticket. Now they're paying, we're $30 trillion in debt. They're using middle class taxpayer dollars to pull this off. And what they're doing is they're causing wages to go higher without actually successfully passing minimum wage legislation. How do you like that? They're getting what they want without passing law. And they're doing it because they're stealing from the middle class taxpayer. And how did they do that? Because they rigged the election. They rigged the election. They rigged the election. Because otherwise, the middle class would have voted for Trump and this wouldn't have happened. So the middle class did vote for Trump, is what I'm saying. But they rigged the election, they took control. They couldn't pass their minimum wage legislation. So they used the vaccines and the masks and all the draconian measures to increase the value and demand and supply and demand of workers in the workplace to the point where the employer can no longer afford, not only are they half broken financially anyway, they can't afford anything. But if they have to hire somebody, they're hiring and they can't afford them because they're going to pay 10 bucks 10 bucks an hour or whatever. And the other person's already getting, you know, $1400 checks from the government. And next thing you know, they're like, "Why, you know, I'm going to stay home for a little while." And that's the problem that we're seeing, right? It's hard to get these people off the couch because they're already eating and they're playing their video games. To get them off the couch for 10 bucks an hour, now you got to offer them 17 an hour and the democrats get their minimum wage because they stole it out of the pockets of the middle class taxpayer. That's one way to control population. Remember I talked about starting a war to create a refugee to import them as slave labor markets in Europe? How about opening the borders and taking caravans of people from Venezuela or El Salvador or even the Middle East and letting them just traipse right through our border, catch and release, let them go, maybe bus them to Akron or some battleground district, turn them into a a voter registered uh, person uh, and then take their ballot and rig it? Whatever. We talked about all those things moving them around the world like heads of cattle. You may as well brand them with a number, right? Right on their butt. They don't care. They're just grateful for being in a better place. They think it's American dream, but they're, they don't realize that the person that let them in is, is the devil that's actually destroying the American dream right before their eyes and they don't even know it. They don't even speak our language. So the progressive also says, okay, one day I'm going to stop giving you money. Now you're going to have to go out and work. What happens when you go out to work and the robotics have taken your job? The kiosk, the line cook, the clerk that takes your money, all gone. It's all done through phone apps made, out, made from China, Right? Phone apps and and phone chips and all kinds of payment schemes and technologies, cryptocurrencies, whatever—all virtual. So now you put into your phone app, "I want a burger and fries and a milkshake." You go to the store. It's in. Uh, you 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 do the barcode. It slides down. Boom! There it is. You sit there and eat or take your lunch with you. Now, there might be someone to clean that table, you know, but it's so few employees. There's no job to go back to. They're even talking about driverless trucks. Trucks that go on Google GPS. Google runs the world now. Without Google, you can't have all this infrastructure. So Andrew Yang was talking about the idea that once all these jobs become automated, they're going to then turn out a scheme that's going to tax the automated companies so much because these people are out of work and displaced because their job was taken by automation, whether it be the car manufacturing plant or anything. All robots are now taking charge. They're going to give you, Andrew Yang said this, he's going to give you $1,000 a month supplement. Isn't that sort of what this conditioning is? This progressive conditioning was a dry run, was a practice run for how to control people to decide for themselves when they think they're free, they're not free. And they're going to make that decision to decide for themselves whether or not they need the money or not. Whether or not they're wanting to actually work every day and actually bring in less money than if they didn't work. And, you know, the government's been involved with these kinds of silly conditionings for a long time. That's why you see black communities with single-parent homes because once they have the dual income, they don't get the aid. So they have the single income, they have the extra child, and with the extra child, they get the extra bonus. And next thing you know, they're being rewarded for having children in single-parent homes. That's bad policy. See, at least, but, but, you know, hung, Hungary had it right. We're going to give you $35,000 towards your first born child if you're married and have a child. And we're going to help you buy that house, that nest egg. And, you know, so long as you do these things. And, you know, you basically, like, you know, has been said a thousand times, in this country... If you play by the rules, if you graduate high school, get a college degree, then basically get married and have a child, you you the odds of you being successful in this country is so much greater than any other country. Because now you got the dual income, you got a two parent home, which is what it should be for that chi- to raise that child. And you tend to party less and you tend to not do drugs when you're a parent and you're holding a job, two jobs. And uh, that's the way you make it in this country. Playing by the rules. That way. So Andrew Yang was pushing that concept. And now we're seeing it. The government could either A, give you money and you stay home. And your value in the marketplace is higher because the demand for and need for help from the employer is greater because no one's working. So they're going to have to pay you more to get you off your duff and into the workplace. Or they stop paying you and you become dependent on the government's welfare system because there are no more jobs to be had. All the jobs have been filled And you're stuck. And this is how they're going to get you. It's making a deal with the devil. One day, you're going to have to pay. Pay me now or pay me later. That is what we're up against right now. Keep your eye on how people have this debate about money and job control. Okay? especially when we're dealing with uh, employment rates that are below expectation and we're dealing with inflation. And how do you deal with that? You can make $17 all you want, but if it costs $8 for a gallon of milk and $7 for a gallon of gas, that's a taxation in and of itself, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. So, in my notes here today, I said progressive future agenda is inspired by the Andrew Yang strategy control populations, export middle class jobs, embrace automation, control people's will to work. Those are my notes. They're already conditioning you to choose to work or not to work. Will there be a job there for you if they take away your drug? The drug is insulin job whatever. If not what 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 then? Are you going to beg? Are you going to have to beg for it? Are you going to have to beg for mercy, please government help me? Are they going to try to pre- replace God with government? They already have tried. We are winning this game. We are gaining The AZ audit exposure and spreading to Michigan and elsewhere. COVID origins regarding the SHAM, you know, the SHAM uh, WHO investigation, for example. We now know it's this Danzig guy that was hired as the only American to be part of the WHO investigation team. And he was the guy that was actually controlling the money for the gain of function research that was coming out of Wuhan, And this lab in North Carolina that Fauci and Rand Paul had been debating. And over the weekend, uh, you had uh, Maria Bartiroma addressing that situation. And uh, I thought, you know, very well. It's become very well known that Fauci's a liar. He split hairs with Rand Paul. And he wasn't being totally forthright. And so long as we stick on that vein, I think we got them. So, you know, the argument related to the vaccine debate, I love the way it's been positioned. Um, The guy from uh, Barstool Sports, for example. Hey, if you want to wear the mask, wear the mask. If you don't want to wear the mask, don't. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. That's a winning argument. (laughs) See, the Democrats were trying to avoid. The Democrats were trying to avoid this predicament. The predicament, and that's exactly why it is that Biden was wearing a mask, and then being held you know, considered a joke. This is why New York Times finally busted the CDC for lying about its numbers. They said ten percent outdoor exposure gives you the virus. No, less than one percent. Haha, you lied. Trust the science? Well, the science shifted over the last week. It doesn't shift like that normally. That's what, pure politics. Joe Biden was laughed at. Hey, you're wearing a mask on a Zoom call. Hey, you're wearing a mask despite the fact that everybody in this room has been vaccinated. How is that a sell? How is that a PR, positive PR move for vaccines? If you say vaccines work, And if you say that if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear the mask, and that's the incentive to get the vaccine, then, hey, why don't you do that? And he's he's saying he's trying to control messaging. But that's a mistake, because all people want to do is get their lives back. It's not his place to control what we do. So finally, the arguments become real crystallized and simplified, and that's the worst thing that could ever happen to a Democrat position is that we're saying okay like and Brian Kilme was talking about this a little bit this morning but the guy from Barstool sports also really drilled down on it he says, "Hey man I don't have any problem you know sort of like that liberal grooviness you know and it's like man I don't know. just do what you do man do what you want right do whatever you want And what do you want? Live your free life. Now, they say that the vaccines work. They say masks work. They say all these things work. Great. So the vaccine's supposed to work. Tell that to Bill Maher, though, right? He had all the vaccines and he still got sick. Not a good PR move for the vaccines. But they say, okay, if you have a vaccine, then you don't have to worry about whether I have a vaccine or not. You don't have to worry about me wearing a mask. If you got a vaccine and it's supposed to work, you're good. The only one taking a risk is me. If I didn't get the vaccine and I'm not wearing a mask, I'm the only one. It really, actually, kind of sounds like the condom ar- argument. Wear a condom so you don't get someone pregnant, or wear a condom um, if you if you, you want to avoid catching an STD. Right. Same concept. At your own risk. Live your life the way you want to live it, the way we always have done it, was that way. What other vaccine do we have to prove? Polio? Do I have to prove that I have a polio vaccine? Now, that being said, you know, this whole vaccine thing, if vaccines work, don't worry about what I'm doing. You're good. Worry about me for being my own stupidity, you might want to do, right? Right? I actually don't think it's stupid. I'm just making that up. I'm saying they would think I'm stupid. Worry about me. If you think I'm stupid, worry about my intelligence. Right? There's a better way to put it. But the idea is don't worry about what I'm doing. You got a vaccine. You don't have to worry at all. According to you. Maybe not so much now according to Bill Maher, but according to you. And maybe that Bill Maher thing was just another way to say Even if you have the vaccine, you still need to wear the mask. Maybe there was some trial ballooning going on there. Because, see, the mask is the MAGA hat for the blue team. Right? So, hey, we're going to lose the mask. We're going to lose our identity. God forbid we all get to talk to each other. Today marks the day that Walmart and Costco and a bunch of other stores have lifted their mask mandates. That's kind of interesting. So if there's no masks and we get to live our lives back, chances are that's maybe not going to work well for the draconian control mechanisms that the Democrats had in store for us. But the pressures are pressures, and it's truncating their agenda. Maybe they didn't get all the, all the juice from that apple that they wanted, could be. But here we are, and we're winning these arguments, whether it be the AZ audit, the Michigan audit, soon to be the Georgia audit, whether or not it's the COVID masks, whether or not it's the vaccines. I think we're winning these arguments. And the poll numbers are indicating that Trump is in control of the Republican Party, where he should be and where he will be again. And We're going to also see, I think, other big factors play out in the 2022 election. I think that the most important aspect of these investigations into these election schemes, fraud, is to do away with these machines that are allowing the Democrats to rig and steal elections, as they have been for probably the last 20 years. I know for a fact, if you listen to Paul Preston, He'll tell you this has been going on since the late 90s in California. So that brings us to the end of our show today. Uh, my name's Scott Adams, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the podcast. And be sure to check out our nonprofit organization. We're working hard behind the scenes to make these things happen. And that is magapac.org. And buglecall.org, which is really the parent organization, buglecall.org, that's the one that's actually filed for the 501c3 nonprofit, and that's the one that lists our entire board and gives you a profile link to every one of our board members. Okay, well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on the radio, and check out the Scott Adams Show podcast when you get a chance. We'll see you next time on the radio bye-bye now